When the Black Ferns kicked off their home Women's Rugby World Cup against the Aussies earlier this month, TVNZ Sports Bulletin that night began, appropriately enough, with the crowd filing into Eden Park for the biggest game of women's rugby ever held here. Kia ora, welcome to sport. It's kick-off time. The Women's Rugby World Cup underway in New Zealand with 40,000 fans packing into Eden Park for the opening triple header. In about half an hour, the main event, for most of the local fans at least, the Black Ferns taking to the field against Australia with the weight of a nation on their shoulders. And the weight of the nation was also on the couches watching that news bulletin on TV and TVNZ sports presenter Abby Wilson urged them to stay there and stay tuned, closing the bulletin like this. And the live sport continues tonight right here on TVNZ1 after the news with the Black Caps and their build-up to the T20 World Cup. So much live sport around. Yeah. Rugby, cricket on here, TV1. Yeah, so cook it straight after the news. Yeah, settle in, watch all, it. All right. Now, another sporting code is, of course, under no obligation not to put a match on at the same time, but there was no uproar about that at the time. Yet not so this week when another overlap came to light for this weekend's World Cup quarterfinal, as Morning Report's Corinne Dan pointed out on Wednesday to sports presenter Scotty Stevenson. Saturday afternoon, we're going to have a clash with the Japanese game against the All Blacks. Oh, this, this is incredible, this story. Uh, yeah, we have known for more than a year that this was always going to be the quarterfinal the Black Ferns play. New Zealand rugby has designed a clash between the Black Ferns and the All Blacks, and that is scarcely believable to me. It cannot be accidental, and if it is intentional, then some questions need to be asked. So questions were asked about whether that was by design or whether New Zealand rugby had showed they couldn't design a booze-up in a brewery. On News Hub at 6 on Wednesday, Ollie Ritchie put awkward questions to New Zealand rugby's Chris Lindrum. Should New Zealand rugby not be across when the Black Ferns quarterfinal would be at a World Cup? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and we were. Um, but uh, as I said, not... Um, but you weren't, though, because... As an, as, as an organisation, we were aware of it, but the, the right people um, weren't aware of it. And as the spin-off's Anna Rafferty Connell pointed out, all that could have been avoided with a $3.99 wall planner from the warehouse. And her co-editor Madeline Chapman pointed out, in the absence of a statement from New Zealand Rugby earlier in the day, the Black Ferns' Kendra Coxedge and Sarah Hidany were left to face awkward questions in their regular press conference. Uh, who should people watch, the All Blacks or the Black Ferns? Well, if, you're, <laughs> if you're turning up to the game, then you can only watch the Black Ferns and watch the All Blacks replay later. Now, Stuff called that a cheeky suggestion and a rather patronising headline that wasn't online for long, replaced by headlines about more ropeable reactions, after which Stuff launched a live blog headlined Fixture Clash, The Fallout. And there was a fair amount of fallout to go round, and eventually it forced New Zealand Rugby to explain that, as Madeline Chapman of the spin-off put it, New Zealand Rugby basically forgot that the Black Ferns were playing. Now, while NewsHub led their sports bulletin with that snafu, TVNZ only mentioned it in passing that night. They didn't take into account that the two games would overlap. Efforts were made to shift the Tokyo Games kickoff time, but Japan rugby was unable to make it work. And while watching players overlapping on the pitch can be a thrill, not so to overlapping games on TV. But the TVNZ sports department that night were preoccupied by another surprise story about rugby on the screen, or in this case... 
not. Pokemon, welcome back to sport. The days of top-level first 15 rugby being live broadcast are over, in Auckland at least, with principals of the 1A schools banning coverage for next year. It's a controversial topic with today's announcement playing out in a bizarre way. How bizarre? Well, Abby Wilson explained, waving a piece of paper at the camera. Hi Chris, we heard murmurings of this this morning, so of course put in calls to those directly involved who pretty much shut it down the story, almost said there's nothing to see here. Three o'clock rolls round, school bell goes, this email turns up in our inbox from a generic 1A principal's email address saying that they are indeed banning the live broadcast of first 15 games at their schools. So why have the top bods at the top schools in Auckland pulled their top teams from TV coverage? The negative impacts that the high scrutiny and increased pressure can have on these players. It even uses the word exploitation in the release. On News Talk ZB shortly after that, Scotty Stevenson told ZB's Darcy Waldegrave most people would agree with this move to cool down what he called overheated and overhyped schoolboy rugby. Uh, I couldn't afford this decision more. And it probably keeps the scouts from the door as well, doesn't it? The more access they've got to footage, the more likely they are to come in and plunder young players who are probably better off dealing with acne and puberty than that. (laughs) But not everyone commenting on the media was on side. Commentator Ken Laban with us on this. Ken, morning. Good morning, Mike. Would you make the same call? No. More work, more of the cancel culture. Um, a decision that's incomprehensible. So what are they going to do now, Mike? If you've got a son or you and I have got a grandson who's playing and we want to watch him play and we send one of the family members down with the phone to record the kid playing, what are they going to do? They're going to get security now to have, have our family member thrown out of the ground. Now, no one was suggesting that, but the voice of college rugby, Ken Laban, went on to tell Newstalk ZB he saw no harm in the TV coverage of the games. But discontent about live coverage on TV and online isn't new, and not just for Auckland schools rugby. Two years ago, around 50 sports organisations did a deal with Rob Waddell's New Zealand Sports Collective Company, giving them exclusive sponsorship and marketing rights. Sky Television backed the project with $10 million over three years, and the online platform for this, Sky Sport Next. The Sky chief executive at that time, Martin Stewart, said this was a way to give back to our communities and support sports that didn't get a whole lot of media exposure. But other people didn't want kids' sport commodified like that. One of them was sportscaster Martin Devlin, who at the time said that he and other psycho parents, in his words, were prepared to even disrupt the broadcasts. Be warned, Sky Sport, you've got a, a psycho bunch of parents on your hands here. We've got banners. We are going to go, OK? And, and what are you going to do to stop us? Call the police? You can't do that. I have every right to protest against this, and I will. Well, two years on, there are still plenty of junior sports on the Sky Sport Next platform, even though Auckland's principals have now decided it's a mistake for their first 15s. And speaking of mistakes, the All Blacks head of professional rugby, Chris Lendrum, and formerly called the NZR's Mr Fixit in the media, told News Hub this after eventually explaining their All Blacks Black Ferns scheduling error. It's only a mistake if you make it twice, right? Um, I think we're testing the boundaries of that uh, saying here. Not exactly an attitude you'd expect to hear from any professional sports person, only those in admin perhaps who act in error.